Hey, Flyover family, we're at the Reawaken America event. As you heard earlier, the crowd was going crazy. We actually got to catch this amazing woman when she came off stage. Welcome to the show, Lee Dundas. Thanks Yay. for having me again. Yeah. Yeah. A human rights attorney and just overall, like, yeah. the, the Avenger, you know, that bring justice to the world, bringing down bad guys. You do. That's why. <laughs> you do. And truly, the crowd loves you. We were just talking about that earlier. I think they love you so much because you love them so much and you are I fighting do. for them and they feel it. Well, I really believe, as I mentioned on stage, my great grandfather, great, 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 great grandfather was Pastor Henry. And I absolutely believe that this country was founded on the back of people just like you and me, yep. our ancestors who really didn't like tyranny and yeah. were like, we're going to, we're going to stand up to it. And maybe we're not going to win. Maybe we are, but we're going to give it all we got Yep, and let's go for it. We got nothing left to lose because who wants to live in slavery? We That's right. trying to free ourselves. And, uh, oh God, I love this song. <laughs> this is like, Sheila Holmes is on stage right now. Georgia. No way. That I'm not so You get a little bit of everything at the Rainbow in America events. Now you play pretty good fiddle, boy, but give the devil his due. I've been a fiddle of gold against your soul. Think I'm better than you. She does. Of my name's Johnny, and it might be. That is awesome. I don't know that people would have guessed that you would know Charlie Daniels, but. My mother listened to country exclusively. That's backseat of the station wagon. That's all we listen to. Wow. All I, to I know every 1970s country artist, forward, backward, in between. And, and this is what it's about. I mean, this kind of music, yeah. again, goes back to the same thing. Like, right. the little guy against the devil, but who won? That's right. That's <laughs> that is so good. So, Lee, what are some wins that you've been having lately? Because you've been out there. Obviously, you haven't stopped fighting. You are fight, 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 fight. Well, California or California is we're coming to be known, unfortunately. Yep. Beautiful, beautiful country out in the West, but just bad politics. Um, but we had a host, like 10 or 12 bills up this legislative season that were horrific. I mean, let's legalize infanticide. Let's, you know, let 12-year-olds make up their mind as to whether they want to vaccinate with an experimental medical protocol that killed every ferret in the animal trial and bet each other, hey, let's go get another donut, see how many we can do in a day. Like, you know, uh -huh. we can all see where that was going. Um, so we fought down all of them, pretty much, except the one that was hanging on to the very end, the legislature passed it, and it, it was hanging, it, hanging fire in Newsom's court as to whether he would sign it into law or veto it, was Assembly Bill 2098 that criminalized free speech by medical doctors who spoke out against the COVID narrative with the truth. And that was, that was a hell of a one, because if you look at Nazi Germany and you dissect how Hitler came to power, it was not through his war machine. It was through his PR machine. And he started yeah. by outlawing truth. And it got so bad in Nazi Germany that by the end of the war, you could be put to death for doing what you're doing right here, hosting truth, yep. or even for listening to it. Like if you were caught with a radio in your family living room listening to the BBC, your, your throat was cut. So we went and we held a press conference, me and a bunch of doctors on the steps at the Capitol the last day, Friday, September 30th, where it was on his desk. And I, they came up to me. They asked me to keynote, but there was a miscommunication. And the little kid lady comes up with her card, and she goes, so when I hold up the green card, that's your five-minute warning, and you have to wrap it up by six. And I said, um, she knows she's dealing with. Yeah. None of these doctors had ever heard me speak. Oh. The person putting it on had, so they were like, you just go do your thing. Yeah. I go, let me explain it to you. Everybody's going to stand up and say this bill is anti-American and against the First Amendment, and a third grader could tell you that. I am going to go through history and explain the parallels between between what California is doing and what Nazi Germany did. And the thing that my governor hates most is to be called a Nazi. And that's our best shot at getting him to pull our punch. So, uh, no. And she looks at me and she goes, um, I just won't do a card with you. <laughs> <laughs> 
bless her heart. She was that really sweet. Great. And so I got up there and I tap dance on that front step at the Capitol and I called Newsom every name in the book and then some. And I said, how dare you think about doing this? This is California. And by the way, you're a freaking idiot. We all have the right to free speech. But the last people you should be censoring are the ones who are advancing science and medicine because that's the only damn way these fields advance is by challenging yeah. the status quo. Right. What the hell are you smoking, Newsom? And then I went through and I called him a Nazi. And then Senator Pan tweeted how I was a Nazi for calling him a Nazi. <laughs> but, but that was at noon. He didn't sign it at one. He didn't sign it at two. Seven o'clock, we're eating dinner at the Hyatt across the street. He signed it, but he authored a full-page letter when he did that said, I want to make very clear, I am concerned that this could act as a deterrent on free speech. He tracked our language identically. Yeah. All the stuff we were saying in the press conference, especially what I was saying. And he said, so I want to make it clear, it doesn't apply to doctors who are speaking out outside their doctor-patient walls. Uh-huh. It doesn't apply unless they're talking to a patient. The medical board, if they want to try to take a license away from a doctor based on this law, would have to show malevolent, malicious intent, which is never going to happen as a lawyer, I can tell you that. Yep. And it doesn't apply if the doctor was talking about emerging treatments or novel, um, novel things to treat the coronavirus. And people are like, Lee, what does that mean? I go... Um, in lawyer parlance, what that means is he just offered an exception to the rule that swallowed the whole damn rule. Any lawyer worth his salt could drive a Mack truck through there. The doctors don't need to worry about their licenses being taken if they get a semi-decent attorney. But I'll tell you, it's still a dark day in history that it was even signed. Wow. So we won, but we lost, but we won. But and we won. fight. Yeah. And we Man. continue to fight. Okay, so you had just this incredible speech on stage. In fact, a couple weeks ago, or three weeks ago, maybe the Lord woke you up at like three o'clock in the morning and gave you what you were going to be sharing here. Yeah, Clay called, and uh, the night before, my speech came to my head, and he said, hey, feel real bad. I'm going to have to cut your time from, like, the normal 20 or 30 to 15. And I go, thank God, Clay. Like, I've, I've been at every one of your conferences except for one or two. I, I speak every darn day of the week. I'm like, I, I never thought I'd see the day as a lawyer who, like, has a silver tongue. I'm just out of stuff to say. That's a blessing. Thank you, sir. And then I went to bed, and, like, the Lord shook me awake at, like, 3 a.m. I'm all, that's that very night. That very that night, night. That same night. No sooner than wow. I got done hanging up the phone and going, I'm pretty much out of stuff to say, so this is kind of a blessing that I don't have to fill 30 minutes. And God, it was God, because it wasn't me waking up. I do not wake up at 3 a.m. I love my sleep. <laughs> and I, I came bolt awake, and my husband's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'll be right back. And I went and got a bill that I hadn't paid yet, and I wrote... Patrick Henry, give me liberty or give me death. And then I wrote the rest of my speech. And then I got up the next morning at six because I saw I went back to sleep for a couple hours, but it was restless. And I got up and I Googled my great, 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 great grandfather's famous speech because that was my ancestor, Patrick Henry. I'm Dutch Pennsylvania. Like my family came from right here. <laughs> That's so great. And God, God was like, you're gonna, you're gonna channel Patrick Henry. And so I was just, as I mentioned to Stacey, I was just gonna do the last couple words, give me liberty, give me death, and then weave it into, you know, the usual freedom stuff. And I started looking at all the paragraphs that came before, and I'm like, boy, God knew what he was talking about. Go figure. This man was on fire, and it's as relevant. It's it's as relevant, if not more relevant, today than it was said. He said, you know, let us not deceive ourselves, sir. The enemy is coming for us. Yeah. They can be meant for no other. They're coming to us. When shall we be stronger? Is it in a day, a week, a month, a year, when we are completely disarmed, when they've stationed a British guard in every house? You know, what What have we to oppose it? Shall we try argument? Yeah, we've been trying that for 10 years. We have petitioned, we have remonstrated, we have supplicated, and we have prostrated ourselves before the throne to no avail, to no avail. He, said, he went on to say, he said, um, shall we acquire... The means to effectual resolution and resistance by lying supinely upon our backs, hugging the delusive phantom of hope until the enemy has us bound hand and foot. Give me liberty or give me death. 
And, and then he went on to say, nod to God here, Godwing, he said, uh, we do not fight our battles alone, for there is a just and mighty God that presides over the destinies of nations that will raise up an army of friends to fight our battles alongside us. The battle is not just to the strong, it's to the vigilant, the active, and the brave. And I thought, dang Come it, on. all right, all right, Jesus, they're getting the whole nine yards. And my husband memorized it. I memorized a page Wait, and a half of a old page English. And a half. You, you, could have, you could have read that in Sacramento. I could have, but I had I, I, it wasn't like, really memorized yet. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I any, mean, any day of the week, you could read that. It applies in it Sacramento. Applies yeah. It applies everywhere, whether you're in a red state or a blue state right now. So I thought, you know what? That's the incredible. people need to hear this. And I didn't know if they would connect. But based on the fact that I think we drowned out your earlier show, yeah. they connected with Patrick Henry. The Henry's. room was lit up. It was, it was lit up. Lit. And no, I was he'd be proud. Yeah, he Just would. Just imagine writing something. That's that timeless and effective yeah, right now. That yeah, that 250 years later is read again by your great-great-grandchild and got the, so got the people on their feet. So I'm like, you know, if not now, then when? Yep. And this is Pennsylvania's birthplace of our nation. McConkie's Ferry is where George Washington rallied his troops across yep. the Delaware. Yep. And we went on from that point to win to win the war. And and we had no, like I said, we had no business winning. You all know this. One to three percent of the colonists were fighting with us. Right. We won against all odds. Yep. We won yeah. through passion. That's Not right. through might. We won through dint of will and spirit and belief. And I say that over and over. I quote my unicorn bookmark from seventh grade more often these days than I ever thought possible when I taped it to my door as a child. And it said, some things need to be believed to be seen. Uh, wow. That's where we're at right now. That is yeah. where and we are. You can manifest if you just believe it. And that's what our forefathers did. They created a country out of a concept. And we're going to do it again if we have to. But... But I think we're going to do it, hopefully, without a world war. Well, Lee, that would where, be my preference. Where all can people get, find yes. you and follow you? And are you on, on True Social or where are you at? Where I think working? I am. I have a, a volunteer <laughs> helper. <laughs> I think I'm on True Social. I think it's Lee Dundas. I think Facebook is Lee Dundas. Twitter is something else I forget. I'm never on Twitter. Um, and I'm on Rumble. It's Freedom Fight Donation is my Rumble channel. And that's also my website where Good. people can find resources and donate. 501c3, so it's all tax deductible. Um, and that is freedomfighternation.org. And I have a new book about my family's history and my path to being a freedom fighter, which involved fighting the child brothels in Asia for 10 years. Yep. Yep. I was trying to get launched this week. I wrote it in a week, 78,000 words. Clay told me to, seven days, 302 pages. Oh. So I need to cut a couple chapters out. Couldn't get it to the printing presses in time, but I'm hoping for Branson. Okay, in good. In the meantime, if your people want to get a copy of the book, text the word freedom to 53445. Again, that's 53445. I'll make sure you get a heads up when the book comes out. And that's it. You can find me in the street like Patrick Henry. Lee, That's where the action is. it's truly an honor to have you on our show. You are a hero. Thank we you. love you. The Patriots love you. And we're so thankful for you. Well, it's a two-way street, as I always say. We get people coming up. I'm sure you guys do going, thank God for you. And I'm like, and for you. It's a yes. feedback loop at these things. Yeah. Right. We invigorate you. You invigorate yeah. us. It's, it takes a village. So uh, Margaret Mead, never doubt a small group of concerned citizens can change the world because we're the only ones who ever have. And we're doing it again yep. through these Clay Clark events, through platforms like yep. this. I'm going to have a podcast soon. Don't know where. Don't know when but follow it's me coming. so I'll, I'll get on you guys again when i yes. announce it so they can follow we me there. everybody that we know that. listen to that yeah. because that's we're in a war of ideas and you share the best ideas you so sure do. thank you <laughs> thank you so thank much you guys for having me it's an honor Hey, Flyover family. This is David and Stacey Whited. We are at the Reawaken America event. It is incredible. And look who's behind us, Eric Trump. It's an exciting time. It's an exciting time to be in, in Washington, Idaho, the Northwest. This is our second time 
out in this part of the country, and the people are going crazy. They're excited. They're coming out of the woodwork because they're realizing they're not the only Patriot. They're not at home left alone, isolated by themselves. They're coming out, and they're with 8,000 other Patriots uh, at a racetrack because this is what you got to do to save America. And everybody's high-fiving each other. They're giving each other hugs. They're coming around. They are just excited to be a part of this movement that is truly making a difference. They are waking up, they are speaking up, and they are showing up. You all know that we all wanted President Trump to do 80 million things to save our country. We need 80 million of us doing one thing every single day to save our own country. And that's what's happening right here with this incredible crowd. And you know, it's so important that you get together with other patriots. It's so important. That's why they isolated you, had you by yourself for two years, put a mask over you. They don't want to see your smile. They don't want you out in public. They don't want you around other patriots. But when you do, you get awakened. You get excited. you got to be here at the next one. We're going to Pennsylvania. We're going to be going to Branson, Missouri. There's only two events left. So get your tickets. Come out and see us. You have to be there. You do not want to miss it. We'd love to have you come to the meet and greet. It's going to be an incredible event. You know, during the revolution, they got together in bars and pubs. They got together every different little place they could. They talked about what it would be like if our country was free. What would it be like to not live under a king and tyranny? You know what? That's what we need right now. Getting together, sharing good yes. ideas with each other. Then you take those back home and you get to work. That's where it starts though. For more great content, go to flyoverconservatives.com.